Greetings, I am Erin Patton, metaphysical master in a millennial age, and it is my life's purpose to guide you and organizations along an enlightened path. So I invite you to sit comfortably and tune in as I welcome you to the Meta Business Millennial, where we get the real conversations you won't get in the boardroom so that we understand this is exactly the path we need to be on in order to grow, evolve, and thrive. Greetings, I am Erin Patton, and welcome to the Meta Business Millennial Podcast. I am joined here today by Lisa Marie, who is a holistic health practitioner and also uh, coaches people in high-performance leadership and she does it using epigenetics, neuroplasticity, and her incredibly courageous story and background. And I am just so honored and humbled to have her join me here today. I'm like stuttering on my words in the beginning because I'm so, I'm just so energized to be here with her. Um, I, I can do nothing else but introduce Lisa to you right now. So welcome, Miss Lisa. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I am beyond excited to be here as well. Um, I've, I've spoken to uh, a lot of audiences and um, I am so excited about this show. So I'm, I'm absolutely honoured that you have invited me on to, to just try and share my goodness to your listeners and, and help give them some value today. Yes, yes. Well, let's get into it because I have so many questions. First of all, where are you from? Like, tell us I, about <laughs> tell us about your how you grew up, what your yeah. life looked like. Um, you know how you might it might have influenced what you're doing today. Um, I would we would just love to know a little bit about just who is Lisa. Um, I've I've had many lives in one is probably a great way to explain that. Um, but I currently live in uh, the beautiful Sunshine Coast. That's actually a name, <laughs> um, or in Queensland, Australia. And um, I was born in Australia, but I've been so blessed to travel the world. And uh, one thing that that does it actually gives us contrast of how lucky we are. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, but my uh, where I am today is literally a product of my uh, extreme life. And um, I was uh, uh, born into a very um, violent situation and my mother had psychiatric illness. But my first memory, um, and I think this, you know, through trying to process all of the trauma, the, the first memory I ever had was uh, I was called into my parents' bedroom and my dad was sitting on the end of the bed crying and there was just a single suitcase there. And he just said, um, I love you, but I can't stay here anymore. And you know, whatever goes through a four-year-old's mind, my sister and I, we were just crying. But all I can remember is fear. Yes. And um, then you think, why have I been such a bad child? Uh, you don't mm. love me anymore. Mm. Um, why are you leaving? You're not going to be able to protect us because um, my mother had psychiatric illness. And so moving forward from there, um, I'm just going to try and give you little pieces of the, the, 
the puzzle to to give you the building blocks of of how I've ended up here. Um, of course, and my mother was in and out of psychiatric hospitals um, all of my childhood it, until I left home and and possibly beyond that. Uh, but I disconnected all relationships with her when I was 20. I'm now in my 50s. So it's been a very long time of um, of, of not, I, I was I was always alone, put it that way. I never had uh, um, nurturing or uh, guidance from the family unit. Yeah. And so uh, when I was about six years old, and this is a bit of a funny story to drop in there, um, you know how there's school athletic carnivals and swimming carnivals, and uh, I threw myself in this 50-metre pool. I don't know the, the yard. Um, yeah, we do that here uh, too. Yeah, and, um, and, and about halfway I started to sink. <laughs> but, you know, I was all, all brave and gusto, and for some reason I decided that um, I wanted to be a swimmer. But, yeah, go figure. <laughs> um, but at that moment, um, what happened was I, my, my mother agreed and then I went to swimming training. So morning and evening I mm. was away from home five hours a day. Yeah. During the school block I was away from home. So yeah. that was safety to me. Mm. However, that environment, I was surrounded by champions. I was, we had um, national champions, world champions, and even an Olympic, uh, uh, an Olympian in our squad. So I was, at that age, I was surrounded by, you can be anything you want. Yes. You can. But what we did is I learned mind movies of running the race in my mind. Um, I ended up being a national swimmer. Um, But... uh, so, so that was a great foundation for me having the belief that I could be anything that I wanted to be. But I also had an inner knowing. Like there was uh, the, the horrors of the home were it was there was this little voice that said, Lisa, this is not normal. You know, this doesn't happen to your friends um, in their family homes. And, and so I just, I, I, of course, I withdrew um, because every day was fear. And um, it's not, it wasn't just the physical violence. It was the, the psychological terror um, yes. that, that, you know, it was just, that was sometimes a lot worse um, than, than the physical violence. And so the swimming became her obsession as well. So I started swimming for her. I started to hate it. I then went to martial arts. And this, this was the game changer. Um, when I was about 14, I and I thought it was twofold because I thought, well, I can defend myself <laughs> in a better way. Um, but also, once again, I was surrounded by people who had a completely different mindset. But it was a metaphysics club. It was uh, we we learned Tai Chi. We learned how to channel Chi. We learned so this new world that I was exposed to actually felt really comfortable. I felt like I was home and I was only 14. So I became more curious. I was always curious. Um, uh, As a kid, I was just fascinated by Mother Nature and, you know, watching ants and watching insects and um, how does the water not float into the sky and what's out beyond the, the stars, you know, all these 
interesting little curiosities that um, uh, intrigued me, which is probably why I became a scientist. <laughs> so, um, but uh, what what was also happening is that I would be at night. I think I just needed to get the heck out of my body and escape. Um, so you know, I would visit planets, and and these dreams were so real um, that I was. At, on planets where there were big planets and big moons around and it was just like I was flying through the galaxy. Little did I know that I probably was. Absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> traveling. Yeah, yeah. So all of these interesting little things were happening. Um, things got very, very um, serious at home. Um, my mother started to tell me because I was starting to stand in my power which is something that she could not tolerate. Yeah. And um uh and and as any teenager does, they want to actually stand in their power. But, you know, the wrong thing I believe adults do is we challenge them too much. We don't allow them to have their voice and they might not rebut so much if we allowed them to have more voice rather than shut them down. Yes. Um but that's on it that's that's in a semi-normal family, <laughs> like right. we're talking very abnormal. Um, but because mum was always on this cocktail of psychotropics as well and, you know, there were knives and blood and ve- weapons and, like, it was it was just awful. And back in the day, um, child safety and child protection was just not really a thing. Yeah. Um, we've come a long way, which is fantastic. And it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, I guess... Um, uh, people like me who have stepped into that role of protecting children. Um, I haven't gone down that route. I've taken a little bit of a different route, um, but it's coming full circle. It's coming 360. Um, I, when I was 15 and I really started to, to stand in my power, um, that, that threatened my mother. And, and she started to tell me that while I was sleeping, she was going to like slit my throat. And, and at that, that time, I just thought I've got to get out of here. You know, I can't stay here any longer um, because I wasn't ready to go. (laughs) I, I felt I had like, for some reason I was being put through this life challenge to like this inner voice was saying, Lisa, there's something bigger out there. There's something much more out there for you. Uh, I ran away from home, went to a halfway house, which was all kinds of people there. Um, In the end, I went back home uh, to finish year 12. Uh, The law enforcement were always involved. Um, But to run away again, like at this stage, I was just running away from my problems rather than understanding how to process them and deal with them. Um, I joined the army. And (laughs) so uh, that was... That was fantastic because once again, um, it was there was leadership, there was discipline, there were all the things that I was very used to. Um, but uh, it was it was just um, space for me to breathe because I was like two states away from my family home, and um, I had a very serious accident. There's a there's a there's a pattern that started to happen. Um, 
I, because of all of my, I guess, internalized fear, I started to develop a lot of autoimmune disease. Yeah. Um, I had, uh, systemic endometriosis. So, uh, I ended up getting chopped up by surgery 14 times before I was 29 and a hysterectomy at 29, wow. lots of hormone therapy. It was pretty horrific. Um, during my military service, I had a very serious accident that smashed my hip. Um, so I was left lower limb disabled. So there was a pattern of suffering going on. Like there was a physical suffering, as we know with the chakras as well, all the survival ones are the lower three, which is where all of my trauma and disease was. It was um, like it was blocked. <laughs> so uh, it was throwing everything at me. Um, but you know, so, but what, what it was is that my normal state was suffering. So I would just soldier through that, uh, excuse the pun. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you knew how to do. That is all I knew how to do. It was literally living in the, the, the fight and flight. Um, and for me, it, it was both all of the time. Like there was, if I, if I couldn't fight it, I'd, I'd fly, I'd flee. Um, so it was, um, I, I, because I was of no use to the, the military, um, being non-rehabilitating, um, they, I was medically discharged and, and I just thought my, my pattern was, all, and this is, I, I hope people are starting to think about what patterns are going on in their life as well, because my pattern was also, I need to win. I need to be a winner. I need to be a champion. I need to achieve stuff. I was driven by, I was so driven by success. Um, but the underlying message there is I needed to be significant. I needed to be of value to something, someone. And if anybody has, um, you know, ever partaken in uh, Tony Robbins um, trainings, he talks about the six human needs and significance is in the, the top rating there. <laughs> certainty, uncertainty, significance. Um, <laughs> so what I really needed was significance, but I was driven by angry desire. Period. which is very, very toxic. Mm -hmm. Funny thing is I thought I was okay because I was, I was living life, I was surviving, I was very successful. And I didn't really, it was probably only around 15 years ago. So when I was in my maybe late 30s, early 40s, that I realised I was as angry as hell. Yes. And I I wasn't aware of it. Like I've had all of these different evolutions, many different timelines in my life, but I really didn't think I was angry, but I certainly was, which is a big thing that holds people back and they don't realise that they've got this internalised anger that's keeping them stuck in a pattern. Like there's a there's a real obvious pattern when you stop and you think about it yes so I, I I went and um matured student to university became a medical scientist in diagnostic pathology um I went into the oncology bone marrow transplant so I was surrounded by death a lot um which 
was a good thing for me because it kept me very grounded because of the amount of suffering I was living, um, the amount of pain that, like, I, I it was 24-7, I didn't sleep. Um, I, I probably um, used alcohol as a crutch because I couldn't take pain medication, so I'd have a few wines every night. Um, but, hey, I was okay. I was surviving. <laughs> I, I was still practicing all my health things. I was eating healthy. I was meditating. I was doing all. But, you know, when you don't address the root problems, I, but I was learning. I, I learned to reflect. I learned to stop and be still and be quiet and, and really look at things and just say, why did that happen? Did I make it happen? And what is the lesson in there? And I think that's really important to, to ask yourself real quality questions all the yes. time. Yes. So moving forward, um, I became so ill by the age of 33, I was bedridden. Um, they couldn't chop any more out with the endo because they chopped whatever they needed to. Um and I was just so sick. I had five autoimmune diseases by that stage. Um, and I, you know, I just remember being in such a dark place. And I, I just thought, you're going to find a way, Lisa, that there is a solution out there. And it, it's up to you. You've just got to keep going. So I was introduced to um, uh, some amazing nutrition products that uh, you know, help repair my gut and, and, you know, just put some nutrition back into my system because I had no gut health, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, and everything that I'd been trying prior, cause I, I tried hundreds and hundreds of products and, you know, it was just like my, my body was rejecting everything. I think because I was so sad, I was so broken hearted. I was so angry. It was just, like, girl, you've got to sort this stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> you've, you've got to just keep going deep inside and, and look, look, keep looking. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and so I'd always been exposed to Eastern medicine because my auntie did acupuncture. So there's all these little, I call them breadcrumbs. Yeah. And I, I just, I just kept taking the breadcrumbs and, and it was just like, Lisa, go this way. Lisa, go this way. I was listening to the whispers. Yes. And, um, and, and I just thought, well, I, I, my personal philosophy with Western medicine um, is not aligned because of the ignorance of pharmaceuticals being forced on humans. Um, I'm going to just put myself out there and... Uh, and, um, and, and that's, that's well known. Like we know that pharmaceuticals are not the answer. Wellness is the answer. And, mm. and so, and, and when I was in oncology, humans were guinea pigs. Like they just thought, okay, we've got a new drug. Let's try it on that person. They've been told they've got three months. It's to a live. medical practice. And, and I don't believe any human has any right to tell someone they have three months, six months, 12 months, because that person needs to have hope if you can you your mind can make you sick your mind can make you well and so if we tell people that 
if you change X, Y, Z, your body is going to move towards wellness. And I was, I was living proof of that. And so um, I moved into uh, holistic wellness, really focusing on people's nutrition, helping them. Um, of course, you know, in, in women, most of them have a real issue with weight, but it's actually not the weight that is the problem. It's what's going on up here. And um, food, alcohol, um, binging Netflix, uh, all of these ways to numb ourselves out from the real pain that we need to address is the core problem. And I'd always had a very heavy mindset component when, when I was with my clients because I tried to really help them understand that they are not their brain. They, they, they are actually in control of their brain, but when they are drowning in their stuff, their body is driving their mind because yeah. of all the, the hormones of stress, all the, the epigenetics, the, the changes to our gene expression is what dri is driving um, people's habits. And so I really made a big flip. This is where the, the, the transition occurred. And please remind me to circle back to the blue door because that was one of the most um, uh, biggest timeline events where my life changed on its, its biggest trajectory ever. Um, but I made a shift because I've helped thousands of women lose weight and many of them have been able to maintain that long term because they've understood they have to work on their mind as the, the main priority. Like there are a, a fundamental core pillars of health, um, sleep, movement, nutrition, rest, all of these things. Um, mindset is is like the 100% the thing going on here. and. I, I was I was frustrated not with the clients of as soon as there was a road bump in their life to bounce back to their old habits, but I was frustrated in the 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 gap of how can I really help them to change their way of thinking and their thoughts, their emotions, their feelings, like that whole cascade that goes on in the body. Um, and so I've made that major shift to just really focusing on helping people uh, reprogram the the patterns that they're stuck in, and half the time they don't even know they are. Yeah, it's it's like if you're not aware, you can't even take that first step. Yeah. So um, as the breadcrumbs were left for me for many many years, I I love using the terminology on planting seeds. So uh, it's just got to be in the right um, fertile environment for the seed to germinate. And as we, we, we had a very brief chat before this, the great awakening is happening. Yes. And ooh, got goosebumps saying that again. Um, and it's so exciting. So it's, it's incredible thought leaders like you who is bringing that, um, you know, not only through your voice but through other voices of helping people have that seed planted and and then they know they're meant for more. They know that they're not living the fulfilled life that they are potential. Like they, they, we have infinite potential. 
We, we can do, we can lift cars off people in a crisis and then think, how the heck did I do that? You know, we are a superhuman, but we are trapped. <laughs> um, as I like to say to people, we were born perfect, bubbling bliss of joy. And then we became humanized by all these layers of rules and conditions and um, stereotyping and the school system and the government. And, and then when we've had enough and we just say, this is all crap, <laughs> we then spend the rest of our life taking all those layers off. And the most important thing, Erin, is to pay that message forward to then help others do the same and lead. Period. Period. First of all, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story because, I mean, it's powerful, it's vulnerable, it's sad. You know, it's all the things, all the emotions. Yet, you needed it. Like, you said it yourself. Like, had I not had these experiences to show me how angry I was, victimized I was, and, and all these things, like you would never have had that desire to come up out of it, especially the illness. And yeah. I can speak to that myself, you know, my tra traumatic back. I always speak about my trauma in my childhood, losing my sister, my dad going to prison, like having my own, you know, grieving mother, being raised by a grieving mother that also suffered with mental illness issues and having to raise my goddamn self in a perfect world. I also was a competitive swimmer, you know, straight A student, like all those things. And, and so it was, it was like life for me, like Shakespeare, life was a stage and I was performing for everyone so much. So I performed all the way to Harvard, you know? So for me, everything about what you just shared deeply resonates as I hope it does with some of our viewers and listeners. And there was just so much to unpack there, but I'm just going to keep pushing forward with your story because I want to know about this blue door. And my next question <laughs> is always like, okay, you did all this, but what was the moment when you woke up? Like when you were like, Lisa, it is time. You know what I'm saying? It is time to get up. Yeah. Um, because you had the illness, you had the accidents, you've had, you know, the trauma as a child. I'm sure you were dealing with relationships. We didn't even get into that, you know? So we already know. Trash. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> we already know. Because if you're not aligned within, nothing can be aligned without. And that's yeah. essentially what we talk about a lot too in our current walk in terms of divine union and finding mates and things like that and finding love in your life. You know, fuck a career. Like if you aren't dealing with yourself and your relationships, you know, you're really not going to have that joy and that peace. So I really would love for us to kind of continue on with the blue door. And if that at all relates to that metaphysical awakening, what was your great awakening? Just had a rise of emotion then, gosh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yes, there was a couple of abusive husbands in there, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and the last one that I, I, I'll spend thirty seconds on this because I was and like this was um, uh, what when did all that finish? When I was about thirty four. So we're about twenty years. I, I've been with the current gentleman for the last twenty years. Like wow. he's pretty messed up, but we've sort of walked this journey together, and we're getting wow. there together. So, um, but out of that, I have, Brad came with two infant girls 
Mm. And here I am, never wanting to have children. Oh, wow. Um, and God sorted that for me by having a hysterectomy at 29. And what was the lesson in there, Lisa? To learn what it was like. Oh, I'm going to get emotional. To, to be present in a child's life where they were safe, to watch them grow up in safety. And so that was, that was part of my healing process, to be able to be part of those girls' lives mm. while they were growing up and they had safety and love and a couple of messed up parents, but <laughs> um, we figured it out as we went along and the the goal was to break the cycle because Brad came from a very violent terrorized upbringing as well so interestingly um you are presented with we always have the things put straight in front of us to be able to deal with that karma that lesson to heal we just have to be awake to see it mm. um, but yes, the the second husband, um, I worked very hard. I was very successful. Had a couple of investment properties. He wanted to buy a business. Uh, I was I was blindly um, asked to be guarantor for him in the business with my properties. Business went broke. I went bankrupt. Woo! And <laughs> and so I was homeless at one stage because of that. Uh, so I was five hundred thousand dollars in debt. So yeah, I missed that part. <laughs> So I've ticked a lot of boxes, love. Like, yep, got that out of the way, that out of the way, that out of the way. Um, So it's been hard. Um, But, you know, it's about um, life happens for you, not to you. Classic Tony Robbins sign. So the blue door, I was sitting in a conference and it was a leadership conference in Singapore in 2011 and there were the the speakers on stage were from Korea they're beautiful husband and wife like they just oozed love like you could it was palpable you could feel it they were funny they were loving they were uh, caring um at this point I didn't live with kindness and compassion okay so uh we're we're talking about the ice I was called an ice maiden like that sort of gives you an idea of the resilience like get it done no matter what no excuses baby I've done it all no excuses but that's not a way to to live or teach so there was a blue door up on stage and we listened through translation and this is where you understand we are all connected because I didn't have to hear words to, to have the impact of that moment. In, in the Buddhist philosophy, where the blue door is the doorway to, to joy and happiness. And, oh, excuse me, my phone just dinged. I thought I turned that off. And um, there we go. The... They were talking about, they, they used it in a slightly different term. 
They said this doorway is actually the doorway to your heart. Is your door open or closed? At that moment, I had a really big pain in my chest and I just broke down crying. And that was the realisation of angry desire. I was so driven by anger. My heart was so locked shut probably from that day when I was four years old when I saw my dad walk out the door with a suitcase and I thought, who's going to protect us? He doesn't love me anymore. That if your heart is closed, yes, you sort of can't get hurt that much, but you sure as heck can't let any love in either, especially self-love. And at that moment, it was like a huge release, like I just felt an enormous weight lifted off my soul. Mm. Not my shoulders, my entire being. and. I just, I cried helplessly. Like it was just all of these years I have just not allowed any love into my being. Mm. I just had to prove the world you can do anything no matter what. But you can't do it without love. Mm. You can't do it without self-love. And so at that moment it was like, a flip of a flick of a switch the door opened and the the feeling of download going on was incredible mm. and i just i i i just had i'm going to change the world i'm i'm so inspired to be able to give the world the love that they need and understand all of the things that have screwed us up are preventing us from this love and connection to that universe, to everything, to everyone. And it was such a powerful moment. And so here we are about 14 years later that like it was a, it was a mm. in my, in my health, in my relationships my finances there's a little like <laughs> these are the these are the core pillars that people talk about health wealth and relationships like when you've got it all connected and when you don't neglect like when there's no holes in the bucket of course there's going to be little holes but like when there's not gaping crevices um because the water just runs out like when there's holes in the bucket, the water runs out. You can't you keep trying to fill it up with all the wrong stuff, all the external stuff to give you satisfaction. And success without fulfillment is emptiness. Period. And and so it like I'm 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 on the team of the world changers and legacy makers, baby. Um, <laughs> I, I let's let's link arms and and just do what we can to like the, the 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 world is hypnotized right now by the the stuff that's keeping them stuck and you know it's it's that the their brains are hijacked we've got to unhijack them and wake them up yes yeah, so we're here to break the spell 
And I'm so grateful that you shared that because it really speaks to a few things that you shared that resonate with me. First of all, I want to go back to what you were talking about with the daughters. Because for me, what I felt was, yes, you're nurturing the girls, but in in reality, you're nurturing little Lisa that didn't get the love that she deserved. Yes. And that fundamentally is what this path is about that I hope that our listeners and our viewers can really receive in, 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 in this moment is that all that we're doing is coming back to ourselves, coming home to ourselves. And, you know, you alluded to it before, we've kind of been hypnotized by and distracted by the, the world around us, when in reality, what is, what is the, the being inside of us desiring truly? And it's that safety, it's that security, and it's that open door of love that you speak about, that blue door. And that's something that I've really started to just understand, overstand, understand in terms of my path this past year is healing what I call, I had a little inner boy and inner girl. I had a little boy and girl, you know, because I had a very, you know, toxic masculine energy in my life and that I'm, you know, just now starting to break free from you know, dealing with challenges with my my son's father, even my, you know, my family members, things like that. So it's constantly this, this pressure of the toxic masculine relationships, the abuse, all those things. And understanding that, hey, that's something within me that's incredibly unhealed, that doesn't yeah. know how to protect my feminine, that doesn't know how to set boundaries, say no, you know, why, why are we guarantors for these people? You know what I'm saying? Like I've done, I've made my mistakes, financial mistakes with men too. You know, we find ourselves compelled by what we think is love when it's really manipulation, when it's really um, narcissism, it's really mind control, all the things that we're being hypnotized by. Like, I really want to help this person be people pleasing, you know, playing the hero. And in reality, it's enabling you know, it's it's giving our giving of ourselves when we don't need to, and and not necessarily pouring back into our cup. And so I really, really resonate with what you're sharing in terms of when am I gonna unlock that door for myself? Yeah. When am I gonna unlock that love for self? And that happens, like you said, over 14 years. For me, it's been seven, eight years, and I've still make, you know, made the mistakes in the seven, eight years. However, it was more of an awareness. Like, how can I have more love for myself? And I really want you to speak to that transition for you because obviously this is the work that you do now in terms of coaching, helping people, supporting people in weight loss. Yet you take a very scientific approach. You use words like epigenetics. You use words like neuroplasticity that sound very, you know, scientific and and scary and is this Jurassic Park or is this metaphysics you know (laughs) know? so I I really would like for you to speak to that transition so when you unlocked your heart you realize you had all of these unique skill sets medical doctor ex-military former athlete like how can I utilize these skills to really shed light and unspell the world you know you know release the spell I would love you to speak more to that it's been a, a a process as well. It really everything is an evolution, and and um, it's a, 
it's fun unfolding. <laughs> like, I'm enjoying just watch it unfold and um, the I, I call it the the magical the magic carpet ride. Um, but I'm enjoying the the gravitation of people, um, not only the thought leaders into my space, but the seekers into my space. Um, I I try to demystify woo because it really is like that quantum physics is is it's it's science and it's been made to be a bit weird but um it's not <laughs> and so how can we bring sides together and woo together um and and just make it um sound easy and fun because i like the the world of neuroscience we've learned more in neuroscience in the last 10 years than what we have in the last 100 years oh wow and the yeah it's it's phenomenal it's because of the imaging that um you know the curious scientists have been able to we can measure like the the torus field around the human body it's still yeah. one of those woo things but yeah. hey it's a magnetic field we can yes. we can measure it yes. <laughs> it's just like come on it's 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 documented um yes. the electromagnetic radiation from the brain the different uh, like when uh, the the Hawkins funnel, like the 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 different um, levels of uh, frequency, mm-hmm. actually represents the different emotions of yeah. the human. Mm-hmm. And you know, beautiful work um, by um, Bruce Lipton and Joe Dispenza. Like these guys are, are just um, disrupting the status quo and and really changing the landscape of us saying it's real um just uh just allow (laughs) open up allow the the planting of the seeds to say hey what if this is real I was so curious always through life saying what if what if it's true and and I would go with that um and and one of the biggest things is is to use your gut, Erin. You know that um, mm-hmm. that little voice in your gut. It's it's your you're getting tapped on the head by your your soul saying, uh, "Pay attention to this, sister." <laughs> like um, I'm guiding you the right way. So if you use the the Mel Robbins five seconds rule and go with that, but if you go any longer, your head's going to take over and you're going to make the wrong decision. Yeah. <laughs> so what? I I don't talk all sciencey where I I meet people where they're at because to help them understand that they can literally change their thoughts through a process of consciously talking to your subconscious and programming it that way through guided meditation through sound through these physical things that is normal um and normal people do them um that but it's consistency um uh, let's let's just throw something really weird out there that you can't be part-time pregnant like you you either are or you aren't so if you if you want to change you can't be half-assed about it you can't be part-time thinking about it you've got to like you're you're in committed you're you're there so it's how bad do you want change what are you prepared to do but it's about making baby steps 
of certain tools and strategies and doing it, doing the right thing in the right order. Mm. And, and it's just that simple. Yes. Um, it, it's, it, it's also about seeing where somebody's at right now. What's your life like? What, what are your commitments like, family, all this stuff? Okay, what time can you commit to you upgrading yourself? Hmm. What time are you prepared to commit? And then when you make that decision, like it might need to be fine-tuned and tweaked, but if you really want to change, um, decisions mean break, like it, it means disrupt what you're currently doing. Hmm. And if you, a lot of people don't follow through with goals and, and habits and so forth, and it's once again it, not following through is a habit. Hmm. <laughs> so we've got to take these tiny little steps. And what I focus on is I take an absolute holistic approach. Everything I do is about the full spectrum, the full 360 of mind, body, and soul. And we need to work on the fundamental core pillars of health. So that's a, a foundation. If, if, you, um, if you put crap food into your body, your body's going to get sick and low energy and not sleep well and digestive issues and all these problems. Um, fact, if you put crap into your mind, it's going to do exactly the same thing. Our brain responds to what we put in it. And then if those patterns are hardwired and it takes 66 days to rewire a new pattern, so people really need to understand the level of commitment that they need of consistency. Um, then you're going to be able to have new pathways programmed. And so we work on health. Uh, we work on the fundamentals of relationships. Yes. Like we, we live all these rules based on what we think other people want or what we have, uh, of what others expect of us. And we, we live with a mask on. We, we, we just don't live out our true self. And that slowly kills us as well. Um, and then within that, of course, so I work on the wheel of life and, and all the things that we, we talk about in that of health, wealth and relationships. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But that big thing is the, the self. Like that's the. That's the one that is going to be the, I've got the beautiful tree of life there. And, and I think about always being grounded. So I work on my physical body. And then um, we have, <coughs> excuse me, I should have got myself a drink of water. Um, and we have the, the connection from um, up there. Right. Uh, but then our heart space is where that, Union happens. Yes. It's that whole connection. Yes. And so when we work on the, all of the things we need to work on and make mm. sure nothing is neglected, but it's about unpacking the things that are keeping us stuck as well. Yes. Um, then that is the process I work with. So it's very simple. But what we're doing is we're changing the the way the brain works mm -hmm. through the positive input that yeah. you get through the, um, you know, the, the learnings, the meditation, the sound, um, 
the the tasks, like the exercises that you do of of processing things, but we're working on the physical health, um, our connection, our um, our relationships with immediate family, the bigger social network that we have, and also ourselves. One thing that people don't really think about is their relationship with others when they're connected to this damn thing. Like mm. I, I was listening to um, uh, some information oh, yeah. on brain health. It was a podcast. And on average, young people are connected to the internet nine hours a day. That is actually destroying our brain to be able to work in the cohesion. Like our brain needs coherence. If not, it's just like chaos. It's like static frequency going on in there. And we have poor attention. We have poor memory. We have irritability. We can't sleep. We, We really have to work on that. And it's, it's discipline as a parent, like all of you parents out there, it is your responsibility to not have your children grow up with all of the problems that us adults do. <laughs> okay. It's Period. break the cycle now. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Agreed. And, and I don't know if, if this is a good place to kind of, you know, sunset that, that aspect of it, but I, everything that you're sharing is it's so true. And I really want to speak to the aspects of where you're talking about the heart center and how, and what resonated with me as you were talking about that were our chakras, hundred percent, because you were talking about how we have to listen to our gut, connect to our heart center to lead us in our, in our mind, in the directions that we're going. And what people don't necessarily realize is our gut is connected to our second chakra, our sacral chakra, our seat of creativity, our seat of sexuality, you know, close to our root, our seat of safety, our seat of security. And you mentioned this earlier, so that's why I wanted to bring it back because this is an opportunity for us to go deep. This is the Meta Business Millennial Podcast. So I wanted to talk about these chakra centers and understanding as you bring your energy into balance you're opening up yourself up to more of these creative ideas, more of these abilities to think more positively because one thing we do not want is a toxic positivity. And you just repeating things for the sake of repeating things and then you're mad because you're not getting the results you want. Yeah. You have to understand to your 360 point you, know, point you made in the beginning also, this is about a holistic approach. We need to be working on the foods we eat we need to be working on our energy centers and like you said it all connects back to the heart our upper chakras connect us to our energy bodies our lower connects us to our physical body and when we're not in either especially when we're not in our physical body the rest can't be activated period so i love that you talked about that because this is where the healing happens is in the body and so you talked about also doing Tai Chi as a youngster. So I, I recently became a Tai Chi master, went to Korea, did the whole ceremony last year. It was really wow. beautiful. It was really beautiful learning how to work with energy, understanding my meridians, the yeah. chakra systems in more detail, the breath work, how the breath works in it, holding postures for yeah. you know, 30, 45 minutes, hour, doing thousand bows, like doing all these amazing physical feats. Why? So I can have more connectivity to my energy being. 
I'm doing all of this physical work so that I can be more connected to my true self. And this is something too that I hope people can understand in what you're sharing. And we're, we're saying all these fancy things like the Taurus field and you know all these chakras and these energy bodies. But at the end of the day, it's about connecting your energy to yourself and connecting back to your true self. Yes. And um, and I know we're kind of getting close to the end. We've like I didn't realize how fast we we're going, but I really want you to speak to your offerings. You know, talk to our listeners, talk to our viewers about what it is that you specifically offer people and then also how they could stay in touch with you and how they can reach you. For sure. Thank you. Um, and just just to recap on um, when when we don't have flow within our energy systems, our chakra system, and and we're 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 stuck in in our in our pain, <coughs> excuse me. We, um, we, we can't, we, we've got no energy field around us and that's our life force. And so it's so important, Yes. which is why people feel so terrible and brain fog and all of these things is because we've, we've sucked all of their life, the energy force around us, and we should have a, an energy force around us. So the, the work that I do literally starts at the, the root chakra and works its way up through that wheel of life. Um, we start with the physical health and, and that's, um, one of my signature courses. It's called the supernatural incubator. Um, I'm all about going supernatural baby. (laughs) So, um, and, uh, and, um, what we do through that is, is work through that whole process, that 360 approach. Um, and we, we do it through, remember how I said it's, it's, doing certain steps in a certain order and it's literally working from the root chakra and the physical body all the way up to our highest self and um uh with that reprogramming process going on it's like a four-phase reprogramming process so there's an evolution of you going through that as well to uh to completely rewire your nervous system so the thoughts that you're sending to your body are going to actually nurture and serve you rather than um, keep you in that survival mode of your body being flooded with the hormones of stress and, and survival mm. so that's um that's uh, of course uh where my passion is to work at it as a 360 so it's a uh uh, a three-month process and um as i said it's 66 days to rewire a new uh pattern so <laughs> we've got that covered um but I do all sorts of uh little things um uh, I'm I'll, I'll be actually I, I do a five-day um challenge uh to to actually introduce that process if uh if people want to do the challenge and then go into the incubator but uh I take enrollees all the time for the incubator so um that's available I will be starting. I, I, I love Qigong as well. So I'm going to uh, be starting a um, just a, a little once a week live meditation, possibly some Qigong movements and, and, you know, just have people join in for 10, 15 minutes to, to just um, break the stuff that's going on in their life and just be present in their moment for 15 beautiful minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, my the main way to contact me is through my website, 
and there's a little chat bubble there as well that people can make direct inquiry through. But it is my name. So it's lisamarie.com. And I want to emphasize that in Marie, M-A-R-R-E. So Lisa, L-I-S-A, M-A-R-R-E.com is the, where you'll find me. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I love that you brought it back to how your process is going because that's something that my mentor constantly talks about is process goal alignment. And you were saying it's all about making sure the system is whole to get your outcome started from the bottom, rising to the top, to really have that fully integrated higher self exploration, integration, all those things. So that really is is so beautiful. So thank you so much for sharing that. The incubator, the classic (laughs) five-day courses. And for all of you who enjoyed this segment, you made it to the end. Thank you so much for for sticking sticking in there with us for the Metaphysics Millennial Podcast. You already know who I am. I am at Erin Patton on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. You can also check the Metaphysics Millennial Podcast on Instagram and of course, YouTube. And if you want more resources for getting your energy up, for really feeling aligned with who you are, with your purpose, your business, your career, you can check out more resources at themetabusiness.world. And I want to thank Miss Lisa again for joining us all the way from down under Australia. Thank you. I was so honored to be part of your show. Thank you so much for giving me the space to uh, hopefully have some people have little seeds planted and start yes. thinking about things that uh, they're ready to change. Yes. And the seeds have been planted. Awesome. Well, much love to you all. Thank you again. And see you next time on the Meta Business Millennial Podcast. Peace. Did you really love this episode of the Meta Business Millennial Podcast? Well, I am honored. And I appreciate you subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing it with your friends. Because your feedback allows us to co-create more enlightened conversations. And if you're interested in growing your soul now, head over to my website, AaronPatton.com, to find all the show notes, links, and free resources to get your energy activated today. In the meantime, stay bright, my friends. Much love and light. Peace. Peace.